Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode 268. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton. I'm so happy that you're here to join me today. I'm also thrilled to introduce our guest, Travis Ziegler. Travis is the CEO, and by C, I mean S-E-E-E-O of I Love LLC, which he started with his wife, Travis. Is that right? Yeah, correct. Fabulous. And I'm I'm a little bit all over because I'm so excited to have this conversation, but I'm ex- especially excited, listeners, because one of Travis's main values with his wife is selflessly add value every day, which we were chatting a little bit about before we started recording. And I'd love for you to jump into that. But first, Travis, can you give a bit of a better introduction that I've given you? My apologies. And <laughs> no, we'll that's go from okay. there. We did. Well, thanks for having me on. First of all, I love talking to fellow Ohioans, first of all. And I'm from Ohio originally. I'm down in South Carolina now, and we're getting ready to move to Texas pretty soon. So I'm kind of all over as well, physically. And the um, the play on words that she was saying is we're the I'm the CEO of our company. And instead of C, E, and O, we actually spell out S-E-E because we're an iWellness company. So um, to give you more of a background, though, I actually lived in Columbus, Ohio for about 13 years. That's where I went to undergrad at Ohio State. Started there from in 2003, graduated from the College of Optometry in 2010 with my doctorate degree. And then when I first came out, my uncle is an optometrist in Columbus. We actually worked for him for about five years. And I say we because my wife graduated in 2011 and she worked for him as well. And so we worked there until about 2015 and loved seeing patients, loved the practice, loved working for my uncle, but there was always something missing and I just couldn't figure out what it was. And I remember one day my uncle told me that actually I'll, I'll, the day that I told him that we bought a practice and that we were moving to South Carolina to, to start these clinics, I remember him telling me that I have an entrepreneur's mind and I'll be all right. I had no idea what he meant. I do now, but I had no idea what he meant by that. And so we did the three things that you're not supposed to do. We quit our jobs. You're not supposed to do them at the same time. That is we quit our jobs. We moved across the country to South Carolina from Ohio, about 600 miles. And then we um, started three businesses. And so we ended up starting two clinics, um, two optometry clinics. My wife worked one and I worked the other. And whenever you start a clinic, it's usually a little slower. And so in between patients, I was just, you know, kind of working online and just kind of seeing what's online that I could do while I'm in between patients. I've always done kind of eBay and sold on eBay and Amazon. And then we decided to start a company called iLove where we started selling eye wellness products. And we started out first with sunglasses, and now we sell a whole plethora of dry eye products, blepharitis products, which are inflammation of the eyelids. And then we, we sell vitamins and sprays and everything to help with just keeping your eyes healthier. Anyway, we fast forward three years, and we're now three years into this journey in South Carolina. We sold one of our clinics last June. We sold the other one last month, and we are now practicing very part-time, just filling in as needed. And we're getting ready to move to Austin because we want to get around a crowd of people that has that kind of entrepreneur spirit 
And we don't get that as much in South Carolina, but in Austin, that's pretty much where everybody gathers. And we have a lot of friends in Austin already. So we were able to start a company called I Love three years ago. That's the company that's online. We actually started this this company to fund our mission trips that we do every October to Jamaica. And we go down to Jamaica for two weeks, one to two weeks, and we give eye exams. And we usually give about two to 3,000 eye exams a week. And to give you context, we do that in about a year here in the States. So very, very wow. fast paced clinics. And we actually started it to make 5,000 a year to fund that. And it's blown up a lot faster than we ever thought it would. And we've been able to retire from optometry essentially full time, work when we want it with optometry and focus fully on our mission online, which is to end preventable blindness. And what we did is we, with the profits of I Love. We use the profits for that to fund our charity called the I Love Cares Foundation. And then we use the, the, the charity money to fund these clinics that we do in Jamaica. We do some clinics here in the United States. Um, we use the, the funds of the charity to sponsor scholarships for students that align with our mission. And we've been able to donate a lot of money to that charity because of this I Love mission. We've been able to retire from optometry. And to go back to the very beginning and go full circle we live by the mantra of save self selfishly or selflessly add value every day, which means our business didn't take off until we had a mindset shift stop trying to sell people things and just try to add value to their lives. And when you do that, they will buy your products. It's the law of reciprocity where when you give to somebody freely, they will support you and they want to support you because of what you're doing. So we started a, an online community called the Dry Eye Syndrome Support Community. It's about 3,300 people right now. And it's growing every day by about 30 to 50 people. And it's just, we literally just go in there, we add value. And if they need a product that our product fits into, we, we offer it to them and we give them deals. They're the first to know about our releases. And that started, we actually did not have a dry eye company until we created this community. And as we started building this community by adding value every day, they were coming to us with products. They were saying, we need this product better. And so we'd figure out how to make a better version of that product. And then we'd come out with it. And so we had zero products for dry eye when we started this community. And now we have close to six products for dry eye. And we're going to release probably another five this year. So we just try to add value to other people's lives every day. And then in return, they will reward you by buying your products. So I guess that was a long-winded background, but that's pretty much it in a nutshell. No, that's so fabulous. And I, number one, love how you are uh, focused on making an impact. And I saw that same shift in my business, or I, I saw that shift in my business in 2016, where I stopped focusing on income, started focusing on impact. And I was amazed at the time, but I'm really understanding how it works now. I was amazed to see my income double almost immediately yeah, it, when I made that shift. It, it's amazing. And your income, the one thing that I didn't realize until I got into this journey is that your income has no limits. A lot of people think that you should only be making, like as an optometrist, we should only be making $80,000 a year, which averages about 100000 but you should only be making $100,000 a year. But you only make $100,000 a year when you can serve that many people. So if you can serve, you know, the 2,000 people that we do in a year, then you'll make the 100000 But what if you kind of flipped it on its head and tried to serve as many people as you could? And that's what we've tried to do online. We've sold 
thousands of products. And what you realize is your income will go up the more people you serve. And so you got to figure out how to scale your knowledge and kind of scale your expertise to a point where you can help as many people as possible. And that's why we started the online communities is to help as many people as possible. And in return, as you start to help thousands and thousands of more people, your income will go up and there's no limit to it really. How did you develop your love for optometry and decided that's what you wanted to go into? Uh, you know, it's, uh, I was in school. I was an undergrad at Ohio state. I wanted to go into vet trinary because I was a zoology major in undergrad and I wanted to go maybe be an OBGYN and do like in vitro. And then um, my uncle is an optometrist down there. And my parents were just like, why don't you just go work for him for part-time money and see if you like that. And so I was like, okay. So I started working for my uncle part-time when I was an undergrad and ended up falling in love with it. And after three years of undergrad, I applied for optometry school and got in early. So I didn't have to do my whole fourth year of undergrad and I just decided to go that route instead of doing med school would take, you know, another eight years plus four more years of training. Optometry school is four years and then vet school is four years, but I'd have to do my, the rest of my undergrad. So I just got in early for optometry school and I worked for my uncle. I love the lifestyle. Um, but I think the best thing is it's a doctor's profession where you provide happy news, good news. Most of the time there's bad news, of course, but most of the time I'm giving somebody vision. And so there's nothing better than putting a pair of glasses on somebody that's never seen before and seeing their reaction. It's, it's pretty fun. It's, it's once you experience that once it's addicting. And so I think just giving people, it's a happy doctor and we, we give people something that most people say they can't live without. So that's why I would say is because of that. I've been really fascinated this year to see a couple of videos. One, I believe, where somebody could see for the first time. I I can't remember exactly how it happened, what type of surgery it was. And then I've been hearing about people who were having cataract surgery, and all of a sudden they could see a lot clearer. Like they could see colors a lot clearer. They It was like they were taking the brown away and a lot crisper. And I had never thought about how blessed I am to not have that issue as of right now but about how much of a gift your profession is for other people and being able to to help them. I mean, when we haven't faced challenges with eyesight or hearing or, or any other big challenges like that in our life, sometimes we take for granted what we have. Yeah. And um, you kind of hinted on something earlier with our mission being to end preventable blindness there's actually a bigger problem than cataracts in the world, and that is a lack of glasses. There's actually 700 million people blind in this world due to a lack of glasses, meaning that you can go to the store and buy a pair of dollar readers at Walmart, and those readers can provide you with reading vision. Whereas in most, most let me back up a little bit, most people over the age of 40 start to lose their ability to read and need reading glasses eventually. And so that hits everybody. There's nothing we can really do about that yet. Um, But we have access to those readers. But if you go to a country like Jamaica, they don't. And so essentially they are blind because they can no longer read. So if you take, for example, the example I always use is we had a fisherman come into our clinic and he's now a beggar because he could no longer line his hook because he couldn't see it. And so we throw a pair of reading glasses on him he can now line his hook. He can now go back to work and provide for his family. 
Whereas in after he couldn't see for reading anymore, he couldn't fish. Therefore, the only thing he could do was beg. And so that's the kind of thing that we're trying to solve. And we're trying to do it with Jamaica first. And then we're going to, if we can, we can scale it. And then we can take it to other islands and other countries around the world and even in the United States. But to give you an example, like to go back to the cataracts, cataracts are kind of the leading, leading disease blindness in the, in the world. And it's, again, accessibility. People don't have access to cataract surgery. Therefore, their cataracts just get so bad that they can no longer see. And so if they could get surgery, it's a very easy fix. I mean, the procedure itself is only five to 10 minutes long. And usually by the time these patients get into the surgery, it's going to take a little longer just because the cataracts are more developed. But that's the two leading causes of blindness is a lack of accessibility because they can't get glasses or they can't get surgery. And those are both preventable causes of blindness. And so that's what we're pretty much on a mission to try to solve in the world. And it's 700 million people and climbing. But once we figure out a way, you never know. Travis, I I have a client whose husband had cataract surgery just in the last couple of months. And I don't know if it had occurred to her why her husband hadn't been driving for years, but he opened up to her one day and said he hadn't driven because he was too scared because he couldn't see. And so he had the cataract surgery and he had to go back to the doctor a couple of weeks later and she got held up by a client. So she, he actually drove himself. It was the first time in years that he had driven and he was like a child out there wanting to know it, what she, what she wanted for lunch, what she needed from the store. And she said to me, I told him just to get his butt home. It's like talking to a teenager, you know, he's so excited. He can drive out there again. And I was just laughing because I, I can only imagine, you know, you don't, you don't go through life to just like the fisherman. He's, he's doing what he wanted to do and then he can't. And I, I can imagine when you got those glasses on him, how excited he was what is the biggest way that people can help you in what you're doing right now? Yeah. So there's a couple ways that, and thanks for allowing me to do this, but um, on our website, if you purchase anything from our website, we use the profits of anything you buy, sunglasses, reading glasses, blue light blocking glasses, um, any of our dry eye problem or any of our dry eye supplements or sprays. If you purchase that, we actually take the profits from that and donate it to our charity. If you want to donate directly to our charity, you can do that too. So, our charity website is ilovecares.org, and that's E-Y-E instead of the letter I, so ilovecares.org. And then the same thing with our website, if you want to purchase anything from there, it's ilovethesun.com, and same thing, E-Y-E, lovethesun.com. And essentially, that's that's helping enough, is if you purchase anything from us, and or if you just want to donate to our charity, and if you're ever interested in going on any of these missions with us, because you don't have to be an optometrist. You don't have to be optician trained or anything like that to come on a mission trip with us because we have about 40 people that come with us and only about five to 10 are doctors. So we, we can use people of all ages and it doesn't really matter what experience you have because we'll teach you. But yeah, th- those are the best ways to really help us out in our mission. And there's, yeah, that's what I would say is ilovecares.org and ilovethesun.com. And then if you want to go on a mission, just reach out to us. I need to ask just because I'm nosy. I don't I don't think I've ever admitted that on Positive Productivity podcast before. Yes, I am nosy. And how how do you go about providing glasses to the patients that you see? 
Actually, that's a great idea or great, great little segue that I can add to the the last thing you just talked about. You can actually donate your old glasses or donate new reading glasses to um, Lions Clubs. So there's boxes usually at Walmarts, Walmart Vision Centers. Um, there's usually Lions Clubs everywhere. So you can usually contact your local Lions Club and they accept glasses and the Lions Club then cleans them up, checks the prescription, labels them for us. And when we're getting ready to go on a mission, we actually contact the, the Lions Club headquarters. I think it's in St. Louis or Kansas City, one of the two. And they actually get the glasses ready for us and they ship them down to wherever we're going. And that's a whole process in its own because you have to get it cleared through customs for whatever country you're going to. But that's essentially the process is you donate to a Lions Club, Lions Club cleans them up, and then they ship them to wherever we're going. And so, yeah, you can definitely help by doing that. Wow. I have seen those boxes and I actually, I, I'm just thinking now, I'm thinking about all the seven of us in my house. I'm the only one who wears glasses <laughs> that has extra glasses lying around like old prescriptions, but I had just never thought yeah, about donating don't need them. them. And yeah. You can also like purchase sunglasses or purchase glasses like over the counter readers from the stores and donate them into the Lions Club box as well. Um, but you'd actually be doing a better use of your money if you actually donated to our charity to allow us to do it. Because since we are a manufacturer for sunglasses and reading glasses, I can get them for a much lower price than you can mm-hmm. from a Walmart, let's say. And I can get them for, you know, cents on the dollar versus Walmart charging, you know, a dollar to five to 10. And so usually if you donate to the charity, we can get a lot more glasses for the price. It's kind of similar to like when you donate to, I donate to a charity called feed a billion and for 10 cents, you can provide a meal for somebody and you going out there buying a canned food or whatever, it's going to cost you more than it would cost them. And so your money's better spent donating to that charity because they have the, the accessibility of less, less cost of goods. And so that's kind of the same thing with us is if you donate to our charity, we can then take it and buy glasses for a lot less. I never really thought about that. That makes so much sense. What is your bigger picture? Where would you like to see I Love Go next? Yeah, so we're pretty much, um, we actually just did this. My wife and I just created, we call it our vivid vision of where we want to be in three years. And we're just trying to grow this company to help as many people as possible And we've shifted in the last year to be more of a dry eye based company. So we're essentially trying to help people eradicate their dry eye by the, uh, we're trying to do 10,000 patients by the year 2020. We don't use prescriptions in our clinic that much. We try to teach people natural holistic ways to treat dry eye and the use of our supplements and sprays are in addition to that. But I would love it if you could go without anything. So even going without our products is the goal. But, and that's just through different diets and different lifestyle changes, because a lot of people think of dry eye as a disease and it's not, it's actually a symptom of an overall disease of your body. And if you think about it that way, you can, you can find the underlying cause and treat it. And so the goal of, I love moving forward is we want to be a large company that helps people eradicate dry eye. And then in turn, the profits that we make from that, we want to solve Jamaica's problem first. The reason we picked Jamaica is we just love the island. We love going there. 
we go there usually once a year and it's an English speaking nation. So it makes it a little easier for us. And they have about 500,000 people per optometrist or ophthalmologist. So they're in desperate need and it's a smaller Island. So it's something that we could really do. So to answer your question in three to 10 years, I see my wife and I living in Jamaica and running one of these clinics and then also running I Love from afar. And we have a great team here in the United States so far. There's It's small right now. We're only about five people, but it's growing and it's growing every single day. So I see us having a team that's probably four times the size and us being about 10 times the size of as a company and pretty much helping 10 times the amount of people that we are now. So I'm pretty excited about it. Did you meet your wife then while you were pursuing your doctorate? Uh, we started dating when, cause she's a year behind me. So it's a funny story. Um, I won't get too much into it, but we met at a bar to put it shortly, <laughs> but it was actually, um, if anybody, you, you're from Ohio, so you understand the Ohio state versus oh, Michigan absolutely. football rivalry. And she went to Michigan and she was a senior at Michigan. I was a first year optometry student at Ohio state. And it was the, the day before number one, Ohio state played number two, Michigan. So she came down for the game and we were actually just at a bar beforehand and I had a anti-Michigan shirt on. I'll just put it that way. And she saw it and she wanted to get a picture with me. So her and her roommates got a picture with me and that's how we met. And I said, so what do you do? She's like, I'm a senior at Michigan. I'm coming here for optometry school next year. And I said, well, I'm in optometry school now, so I guess I'll see you there. And she came down the next year and we started dating pretty much a month into her optometry journey. So I was in the oh, second wow. year. She was a first that year. That is so funny. Yeah, very. Serendipity. Yeah. <laughs> I have to admit, I have lived in Ohio for 14 years and I have yet to watch a single Ohio State football game. Or, or. Oh, well, that's kind of sad. You, you need to go but, over there. It's but a, it's I, a good I don't time. even mean in person. I mean, I haven't even watched one on TV. Like, I. That's all right. If you, if you, you, you didn't grow up with it, then it's, you know, it's, it is what it is. But. Um, it's a good time. You should go check out the stadium. It's 110,000 yeah, people going crazy. Sounds absolutely crazy and amazing all at the same time. Um, I grew up in Western New York. <laughs> My family was Buffalo Bills fans were, was, I guess mm-hmm. it depends on the season maybe. Uh, but I remember the, the rush going in there. Travis, my husband and I did not meet like that. We actually met on Craigslist. So I'm always very interested on how people met doesn't meet doesn't matter matter how you met it just matters if it works i know it's a little bit late in the conversation to be asking this but i'd never really thought about dry eye outside of you know when my windows are down in the car and my eyes start getting dry i hadn't really thought about it being more than that and i know that's just me being naive and not really aware of what else goes on but could you explain more about what dry eye is Yeah. So dry eye is essentially inflammation on the front surface of your eye. And it all starts with your eyelids and keeping your eyelids healthy. So the number, number one, we talk about, you need to be hydrated. You need 80% of people are dehydrated. So you need to be carrying around water all the time and drinking 16 ounces before every meal. And most people don't realize it, but you will burn 30% more calories just by drinking 16 to 20 ounces before every single meal. And so essentially you're getting a two hour workout every day by just drinking water. And so 
drink your water, you'll lose weight. So that's always a good thing. I've never heard that before. Um, 16 ounces before every meal? Yeah, 16 to 20 ounces before every meal and you will lose weight because you're burning more calories because your body just works better when it's hydrated. And just think about how many times people you get a headache, you drink a glass of water and you feel better. And the headache is just caused from dehydration. So same thing with dry eye. You need to be hydrated. Um, we then focus on exercise. So just simply walking is walk five minutes to start if, you, if you're not in, the, in shape at all and just add five minutes a week and you'd be surprised by where you go. I've actually had a patient where she started out with, she, she was overweight, she couldn't exercise and she just started out with five minutes a day and actually just started out with going to the end of her driveway and back. And then she added five minutes every single week and now she does half marathons. And so it starts out with a step. And that's all you need to do. And so hydration, exercise, and we always talk about diet. So eating leafy green vegetables, staying away from processed sugars, processed foods. Um, And we always promote organic fruits and vegetables when you can. Um, If you are going to eat meat, my wife and I are pretty strict with our diet. We actually are vegetarian, gluten-free, dairy-free. And so we're very strict with our diet. That doesn't mean we don't eat any of that stuff. It just means that at home we don't. So we control it about 90% of the time. But if we go out, we'll eat, we'll eat meat and everything. So don't, don't shrug me off quite yet. And, um, so we, we always kind of promote hydration, exercise and diet. And you'd be surprised by just making some small shifts, how much better you'll feel. Because like I said before, we treat dry eye as a symptom to an overall inflammation of your body. And so If you start to think about diseases, and I actually wrote about it in a book that I wrote, it's called Rethinking Dry Eye Treatment. You can get it on Amazon and you can actually insert any disease into that title and put rethinking high blood pressure treatment, rethinking diabetic treatment, and it just teaches you how to shift your belief about your body. And most disease that we consider disease is actually just a long-term inflammation of your body. It's because you're eating wrong. It's because you're doing something wrong. So if you have a disease, it's most likely because you're doing something wrong and you just got to figure out what it is, change it, and then that disease will usually go away. And so going back to the dry eye issue, dry eye is just inflammation on your eye, inflammation on your eyelid because your eyelid actually produces an oil and that oil goes onto your eye to make your eye comfortable. So we focus a lot on getting your eyelid healthy and we do that with omega-3 um, fatty acids. We do that with um, an eyelid cleanser that we have. So it keeps your eyelids clean. We actually have a soap bar that's made of five ingredients. It's, it's a great soap bar if you have dandruff or eczema or psoriasis. And we use it for cleaning the eyelids a little better. And it's just coconut oil, olive oil, shea butter, and tea tree oil. And I'm forgetting one ingredient, but it's not important because it's another just really healthy, makes you feel good. And I actually use the soap bar on my whole body. And so it works really well because I have eczema and I have um, dandruff really bad. Um, moving to South Carolina helped with that, but the soap helps even more. And so we kind of promote the use of those as you're going through this transition to healthy eating. And then once you get your eyelids clean, it usually will make your eyes feel a lot more comfortable. And a lot of people don't think they have dry eye because their eye waters too much, but watering is actually a sign of dry eye and getting your eyelids back to a healthy state will, will help that. And so for any of your listeners that do have dry eye, I encourage you to go to freehydrate.com and you can actually try our eyelid cleanser for free. You just have to pay for shipping. It's $5. 
And so it's freehydrate.com. Try our, our lid and lash cleanser. It's actually pretty magnificent for everything. So if you wear makeup, I recommend using our lid and lash cleanser. It's only three ingredients. It works really well. And it's actually natural ingredients. So it's, it's hypochlorous acid, water, and salt. And your body actually makes hypochlorous acid naturally in, in its battle against bacteria. So this will help battle bacteria that lives on your eyelid. And if you wear makeup, bacteria loves makeup and it will pretty much multiply. So if you've ever woken up with your eyelid stuck shut or just like a goopy discharge coming out of your, your eyes or your eyelid or little dandruff flakes on your eyelashes, that is a sign of bacteria overgrowth. And so this spray helps just maintain that. You do want some bacteria on there, but not an overgrowth of it. So dry eye, essentially inflammation, fix it by hydration, exercise, eating well, and then keeping your eyelids clean. And like I said, we have a whole plethora of products for that. And you can go to freehydrate.com to get a bottle for free and try it out. The link for freehydrate.com, just in case you're driving or out exercising is going to be on the show notes page, which you can find at thecamsutton.com forward slash PP268. Travis, I will actually be going and visiting and getting getting mine. <laughs> yeah. um, this is so not along, or well, maybe it is. I have three-year-old twins and my daughter wakes up with what we call in our house eye boogers constantly, tons of them, mm-hmm. like to the point that they're closing, like they're they're gooping her eyes shut. Would that be something similar? Could or, or allergies? Yeah. So if you, so it can be allergies, but this helps with allergies too because as you're cleaning your eyelids, you're getting rid of allergens that are stuck on your eyelashes. So um, it can be bacterial overgrowth or it can be allergies. So this will help out with both. Um, what you just do is you can either spray it directly on their eyelids and wipe it, or you can put it on a cotton round or a cotton ball and wipe it on their eyelids. We actually use it for, cause kids are very prone to styes. And <clears throat> if you have a child that's really prone to styes, just doing this eyelid cleanser once a day helps out tremendously just because a sty is essentially just a gland on your eyelid that's clogged. And if you keep your eyelids clean, they won't be as clogged. And so that's essentially what you're doing. Oh, with and that. I have had styes before. They're so painful. I do not wish that upon anybody. Have you? Yep, and usually it's caused by makeup, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you heard of Dr. Stephen Masley, Travis? I have not. I hope I said his name right. Listeners and Travis, um, episode number 228, which you can find at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP228. He is the author of The Better Brain Solution, and he talks about many of the same things as as you were just discussing, nutrition, diet, exercise, all of the above and how it optimizes our performance and our productivity just by getting those same things in order, just like you were saying. So it sounds like combine the two, we'll be able to see our, our vision, or I I know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to be a little bit uh, witty here, but we'll be able to see, see our vision and then act on our vision. If we just get our, our nutrition and all of the above taken care of. Yep. And I, I liked the pun attempt. It was, it was a good attempt. Positive productivity <laughs> does not mean perfection. <laughs> <laughs> well, one more time, just so that we, we make sure that we find you in all the right places. And again, listeners, this, the links will be in the show notes. Could you just remind us one more time where we can find you online, connect and contribute our whatever assistance we can give to I Love? 
Yeah. So if you want to connect with me personally, um, we have a dry eye syndrome support community on Facebook. So just go to Facebook and type in dry eye in your search bar. We're usually the first to pop up, but it's called the dry eye syndrome support community. Um, if you want to try out our lid and lash cleanser or eyelid and lash cleanser, go to freehydrate.com. Um, our actual website is ilovethesun.com, E-Y-E, lovethesun.com. And then our charity is ilovecares.org. And so, again, E-Y-E, lovecares.org. And like I said, to contact me, Facebook's the best. Um, if you want to help our mission, you can head over to our foundation. And if you want to purchase any of our products, go to ilovethesun.com. Travis, thank you so much for all your valuable information and for all the good that you're sharing with the world. We need more people like you. Do you have a last piece of parting advice or a golden nugget that you can offer to listeners? Yeah, I I read this quote and everybody reads quotes and you know you remember all these quotes, but I remember reading this quote when I was 17 years old and I put it up on my wall and I've essentially lived every life. And yes, I do have bad days. Everybody does according to this quote, and it's actually by Gandhi, and it's live as if you were to die tomorrow, but learn as if you were to live forever. And the power of that quote is that every single day, I take at least 10 minutes to learn something new. I read a book, I summarize a book, I listen to a podcast, I constantly fill my fill my mind with positivity, kind of like you do with your podcasts. But you want to make sure you live every life like you are going to die tomorrow. And so, you don't want to live with any regrets. So live as if you were to die tomorrow, but learn as if you were to live forever. Today's episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast is brought to you by the Positive Productivity Pod, created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success without burnout. The pod offers weekly group coaching sessions, online courses, a private member community, and tons more. To learn more about the pod and to sign up, visit positiveproductivitypod.com. See you on the inside.